Hi, this is Jennifer Nanez from Albuquerque, and you are listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast, brought to you by MyCustomSportsChair.com. Final chance to get it right before the holidays. PHN15 is the code. Get it in there. Uh, you won't get it before Hanukkah, but you got a chance to get it before Christmas or just give it to somebody for the heck of it. Once again, my code PHN 15 first line edition, Adam and Nick, Lonnie Goldsmith, Richard Cote, the producer extraordinaire, double shifter, all that good stuff. We've, we've got stuff going on. I I've got personal stories to share of uh, being at an NHL game this week. Um, and we've got Gary Bentman on top of Gary Bentman news, guys. G- G- Gary, Gary talking a lot in his uh, 30th anniversary week. Just giving the people what they want. Gary by the barrelful. <laughs> Which people exactly want that? Somebody does, I'm sure. Do they? Uh, so, you can, so you can find somebody. Somebody is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so somebody does. You know, Bill Daly probably likes when Gary talks. It's good for Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about his focus groups for digital ads, his schedule, uh, hint drops, um, what a salary cap. Oops. Uh, what, what, what else, what else, what else do we have there? There's, oh. there's been a lot of stuff coming out of the G, the, uh, owners meetings. Oh, we, we got to go salary cap. Salary okay. cap first. We'll start there. So it's going up by a million. Yay. Supposedly. Not four. There, there are a bunch of clubs who aren't happy about that. Uh, there's a whole lot of clubs that are going to be in trouble. There's like 28 or 29 clubs that are probably not happy about that. Yeah. I was going to say 32, but no, Arizona is okay with it. I, I mean, it Listen, doesn't impact them. I don't know, know if they're happy about it. No, the closer they can stay to the floor, the better it is. They don't have yeah. to get any more retired players if the salary cap doesn't go up. Correct. But they will. They're getting close to running out of retired players on their payroll. <laughs> Um, yeah, so regardless, it's not going up as much revenues, all all that good stuff. Um, we can blame the Canadian dollar. I think that, you know, that's always a big part of it when, when you're taking in Canadian and and paying American, it's also why, sorry, Quebec city, you're never getting a team. Mm -hmm. Um, but at some point the players, they've got to relook at their whole stance on their escrow. I would think. I would think so. At a certain point, like they can't be happy with this sort of nickel and diming. You know, if they were expecting a $4 million increase and it's 75% lower, like that's not going to work well for the union after a certain, at a certain point. I mean, I'd imagine that that point was probably two years ago, (laughs) but like the the fact that this continues to happen, this is going to be problematic. Yeah. yeah, it, it, it's it's going to continue. You, you've they're protecting themselves, but at the same time they're messing themselves. Here's the the thing that that I've come across, and then I know I'm not the only one to talk about this. Um, that so Taves and Kane signed their identical ten million dollar contracts ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Right, we're, we're in the final year of that. Who's the highest paid player currently in the NHL? Oh. Um... 
McDavid? Yep, McDavid. Yeah. His number's 12 and a half. So we've increased our top pay, we, the NHL, by two and a half million over 10 years. No other sport is having as slow player salary growth as the NHL. And I, I know you, you touched on, uh, you know, the Canadian dollar, but, you know, what other factors are they throwing out there? Is it like slow growth of the game? Revenue, it, yeah, f- yeah, fans, not in stands. I mean, you look at it. I mean, New Jersey can't fill their building. And they and got they a good, good product team. on the ice right now. Yep. Huh. You know, Chicago's having low attendance. Detroit moved into the, a new building at the wrong time of their rebuild. Right. Correct. You know, I, well, I mean, listen, I don't want to get ahead of Adam's story time here, but you were in a, again, I don't want to jump the gun, but like you had a pretty empty building this week too. Yeah. Um, I, I got it. I'm, I'm losing days of the week. What day, what day was at that game? Was that Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. I was in Sunrise, Florida um, for the, for the game of, of Florida versus the hapless Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, four nothing affair. By the way, Columbus guys in person. It's a really boring team, and I watched the game where Johnny Goudreau was invisible. Invisible. Not Johnny Hockey. It, I was like, <laughs> Line A. You know, he comes and goes. I mean, he he does, but I mean, Johnny Hockey was in freaking visible. Yep. Mm. That was disappointing. There, there were, I don't know what the official attendance was, but half full at best, Oof. I would say. Um, so much so that my coworker was sitting next to me and early in the third period, there was a, a late mid to late teenage girl sitting in front with, with her family, a family of four turned over her right shoulder, looked at me and goes, can, can you stop talking? Because you guys are talking really loud and it's, I'm having trouble concentrating on the game. Okay, first off, why were you talking during the game? Because people talk during sporting events? I, yeah, I'm being extremely I mean, I know it was a quiet place and maybe three sections. I, I, I was amazed. I, I've never been asked that before. <laughs> Interestingly, I, I was at the Red Wings Wild game at the XL the, the following night where the four of us who were sitting together from like the end of our, our group to the, the, you know, the other could not hear each other talk. You were only talking to the person next to you. That's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, but it is exactly how should we be, should be, by the way, um, looking at the box score on uh, ESPN, uh, the attendance for the game you were at Adam, 15,819, 93% of capacity in sunrise. no, no, no. There were probably, tw- I, I'd, I'd say 11 to 12 there. It's not good. No. Mm-hmm. No. It, I mean, they're an above 500 team. Um, Barely. Wait, hold on. How many, they said how many were there? 15,819. 15,819. They said, how, what's that percentage capacity? 93. Huh. Mm. Um. 
So it's small. <laughs> Have they decreased the amount of seats available for games in that building? I don't know about that. So I think it's like a 19th. Maybe my math is off. So, yeah. I, God, now we're, now we're developing into math. No, no. You said 15,000, right? And that building holds 19,000. That'd be 78% capacity. Well, what the, the, what it lists on in the box score on ESPN is 17,000 capacity. Oh, 17,040. 17, okay. yeah, absolutely not. There is not. <laughs> no, no. I, I bought club level seats on the blue line an hour before the game for 25 bucks a pop. Ooh, nice. And a parking pass and a parking pass for $5 under posted value. I wish I could see those prices here. Yeah. Yeah. So let's no. Okay. No, it's, it's so, I mean, getting back to this, no, there's a revenue problem and and the NHL has to figure out how to fix that. I mean, you got to remember, this is a team that not too long or a league, not too long ago that paid the outdoor life network to broadcast and produce their own stuff. Yeah. the new TV yeah. contract hasn't kicked in in revenue, or it's just kicking in now. That, that's going to help. Which I think sort of spins forward to the other Batman, uh, you know, the, the blurb from Batman of the, uh, of the digital boards. So for those that didn't see, the digital boards were brought up in, in the meetings and in the Batman presser, and people, the media asked him about the glitchiness of it. Um, players going, you know, NHL 94 style and disappearing into them. Um, we, we've got, uh, it was a lot, actually, most of the complaints I think are something that I, that bothered me the most is, I know Richard's young enough where he likes the digital ads, but Lonnie and I are, you know, get off our lawn types. Um, <laughs> the, the animated digital boards is, is, is the issue there. And he said that they've had focus groups and fan groups and he's taught, you know, fans that have talked to him because, Everybody has a direct line to GB. Yeah. Gary um, Batman, man of the people. Yes, man of the people. <laughs> he was in Arizona. I mean, he talked to the heckler and all of that. But uh, yeah, that, that, that people are enjoying them. They're, they're not bothered. They actually, they actually like the animation. It enhances their experience. Gary Batman has made a 30-year career out of any time there tends to be some issue like this. It's amazing. There's always a fan focus group that's been done for the positive. Always. Amazing. Amazing. It works out every time. I mean, I'm not calling him a liar, but you're not I mean, saying he's talking the truth. There's a lot of fan focus groups that are positive on mostly negative things. That's just been my, my <laughs> outsider view. I, you know, I, I don't doubt that there are fans who, I don't, I don't know if they enjoy them, but they may not find them as distracting. And maybe that's what they're looking at. I don't find the digital ads terribly distracting. The animated ones, yes, they're a little much for me. But just the digital placement of the ads, I actually find those less distracting than the ones that are physically on the boards in the stadium. Plus, I don't really care what's on the boards there, as long as it's not moving and taken away from the puck. Yeah. I don't just, like, the the digital ads, are. there's less ads. Like, they're they're bigger ads, there's less of them. So, yes, Mm -hmm. it is, from the eye, it is less distracting when they're not animated and when players don't disappear into them. I, I, glitches happen. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yes. I grew up in a generation that just accepts, you know, technology issues and you move past it. Um, I still get to see the game. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, 
yeah, my biggest issue is still just the animations. If they could stop those, I'm perfectly fine with them keeping these digital ads. Lonnie, my, my biggest thing with them too is, I, I don't know. It, it's different from the Fox puck in the nineties because that, that was, that was on the ice. Yes. Th- these are guys disappearing, but my biggest thing is it's hard enough to get a new fan to watch and follow the puck. Forget it. Give me an experience fan. It's hard enough to follow the puck yeah. on TV. Anything for a split second that detracts from it makes it harder. So when you have youth or when you have newer fans to the sport, if it's detracting from it, even a glitchy, people are going to give up. It's hard enough to like, you have to go to live to appreciate the game. Yes. And, and I was with a non-hockey fan who was, who was with me Tuesday night and asking a few questions. And he really, he, he walked away and goes, man, the game is just so much faster in person. It's so much easier to follow in person, which I just uni- can't get into it on TV. That's the universal response, right. right? From most people who aren't that invested in the game or novice fans or, you know, casual fans is you have to see it in person. Even a boring game like yours that you were at. Yeah. Not that the game I was at Wednesday night was that much more exciting. It just is so quick. Yeah. It is so quick. It is so fast. You have to be on it all the time. And yes, the digital boards when you're watching at home totally detract from that. Not having that in an in arena in arena situation was kind of nice to not have that distraction. Just all the other distractions that the in arena experience gives you. But not yeah. the boards. I mean, the other thing that gets weird and get you know sort of glitchy with that is like when they switch to the the low angle camera, um, like in the corner, right, right, at, right on the glass. Mm-hmm. The it's not digital ads that it's yeah. just it's only one it's only one camera that has the digital right. ads. That's right. the, or when they go to a power play, like when they're starting to use the above behind the net. Yep. For power, like a lot of broad, local broadcasts are doing that for the two minutes of the power play. Right. The, the, Those the, don't have uh, the digital ads. The, the PlayStation View. Yeah. The P, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. No. Yeah. It's just that's not. I mean, it's a little weird to me that it sort of cuts back and forth between sometimes digital, sometimes not. But you got to get the technology working. I mean, Correct. these are all. Re- I, I understand. I at least I applaud the league for trying to find a revenue opportunity, which goes back to the initial conversation, of course, of of the cap. But there's. I think it's the same issue that a lot of sports have is that the the in-building experience is expensive um, and the quality of the televisions are really good. And it, it's, it, it's fine most of the time for me as a fan to just watch from my couch. I, I really like to see the business dollars and sense of it of how much less now they charge for the static dashboards in arena. Mm-hmm. And how much they charge for the digital, how much the equipment is every game to run it, because it's just like the first to ten line. It costs money to have a truck or what you know, whatever it right. is on site with it. I mean, there is technology and software mm-hmm. and bodies and you know. So I, I'd really like to see the net gain of what they're making by having these digital ads versus the decrease. Cause you have to take down your dashboard ads in terms of cost. There's no way somebody is going to pay what they were paying last year for a dashboard ad that's static in the stadium that's now not seen 
on both markets, you know, not just one market, you're taking both markets. Yep. Right. If you have people that are, if you have 18,000 people saying the dashers versus 18,000 plus, you know, everybody at home, uh, they're especially like the, uh, the Red Wings game the other night was the first half of the TNT doubleheader. Right. If you're, if you don't have a nationwide audience watching that, I mean, if I'm, some of those, com- I mean, look for some of the companies on the boards in every arena, the cost is a rounding error, right? But for some, it's you know it may not be, and you want that kind of visibility, and and you're not getting it. Like you've got to make that up. So I don't know if the the cost will even out, or you know, soon enough, and it will become a revenue for the league. But I got to imagine in the short term, they're probably not making as much as they could. Well, and, and I think uh, I wonder if the Detroit Red Wings medical services have gone up because, you know, now that not everybody's seeing the Detroit doctors ad that was always in front of the bench, like the, <laughs> right. whatever, what, what was the acronym? I, there was, I just, I always stick it. was always there right in front of the wings bench was, was the medical. Is it? Yeah. DMC. Yeah. Detroit yeah. medical center. My yeah. But you know, he said the Red Wings logo was, employer. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So just, I, you know, right. I mean, I'm not even a Red Wings fan. Didn't watch it. Too, but I mean, that's how much it stands out. <laughs> right. It was I mean, iconic. Look, I, as, as a you know, as a Detroit fan, I enjoy watching Red Wings game and seeing the Detroit ads. It, there is the sense of nostalgia, but on the other hand, I, I'd rather just you know be able to watch the game and not be distracted by the the shiny object changing as the guys skate by. And I'm so, also so, so you, I'm wondering as we go forward how quickly they're going to be changing these out as as we talk about you know more movement towards the digital ad. Like you know how much are people going to be paying to stay on for? you know, five, 10 seconds. Is, is that how fast they're going to change them out? Um, if they're moving, hopefully if they move away from the animated board ads, Ooh, they start switching them. You see, that's, yeah, that's no different than animated every day. They're, they're going to change them as much as they can milk the money oh, out yeah. of the X number of seconds. I just, I it's, wonder it's all what that algorithm. fine line is going to be yep. where they, where they find, okay, this is going to be enough revenue and this is not going to tick off too many fans. But here's my big thing with it: just stop. Like, just acknowledge we have glitch. Like, why can't Batman just acknowledge we have glitches? There's glitches in the technology we're working on. Like, that's all I want. Just acknowledge that's a problem. And because it's no not can... exclusive to hockey either, as we've no. seen with the NBA. Yeah, yeah, guys have disappeared on the court in the NBA <laughs> into ads. Jersey, like you know, the, the right. Milwaukee Bucks had to alter their alternate jersey because of this. No commissioner will acknowledge, almost no commissioner will acknowledge when there are things not going as smoothly as they could be. This is not you know, but, but unique we, to hockey, but this but is Tagliaboo and Stern used to Bart Giamatti, like even Selig, I, I give Bud Selig credit. Like he used to at least acknowledge when things were, were messed up. He overcorrected them often. You know, a tie in an all-star game is a problem. Well, exactly. Let's, yeah. let's tie it to world series. Well, okay. You corrected the problem. Nope. You, you, you didn't correct the problem. You overcorrected. Right. You know, I, but Benman has made a habit of it's just how many focus groups do we have to fake? Just be honest. It's a, there, there's some yeah. glitches. It's technology. We're working on it. Yeah, oh, it, it will get better. It's new. We oh, wouldn't even be talking fish. about this. And I guarantee the other podcasts that are way more popular than ours wouldn't be talking about this. There are no more po- popular podcasts than ours. Let's just get that straight. Okay. 
I've, I've had a focus group <laughs> and they've told me that they really enjoy our podcast. And they like digital ads. And they love digital ads. <laughs> Especially animated I'm, ads. I'm not sure that your son is necessarily the best judge of digital ads, but I like his opinion on the podcast. Though. Yeah. <laughs> son and wife. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. I didn't take Emily for a digital ad person, but okay. Yeah, she's fine with him. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. She yeah. likes him a little more than this podcast, but she still likes the podcast. <laughs> At least she listens. <laughs> As we bounce around, if you want a bobblehead, you should check out Foco because they've got good bobbleheads. You could probably like send them a picture of Richard Cote and get a Richard Cote bobblehead for your mantle. Check them out, Foco.com. Great bobbleheads. We love them. Go try them out. Oh, schedule changes was also hinted at. Again, another thing that ties into revenue. But this is... I like more revenue, but if you're okay, so those who have missed it, there's been a couple reports uh, out there. Sportico had it, uh, Yahoo's had it. Um, nothing confirmed, but definitely leakage. So it came from inside the NHL because it wasn't discussed at the GM meeting. So an owner, a league source, like, this is being leaked around to see. This is one of those. Let's see how much traction it gets to see if we can do this. They're talking about altering the schedule, and the example that was used in the Yahoo article was how when Jersey, who is having trouble with attendance, when the Rangers come, they get a 25% increase in attendance. So if you have more of those games on the schedule multiplied by all the teams, how much does that help revenue? And that would, then can the players sell it? The problem is then you're, you're messing up with competitive balance within divisions. If New Jersey is going to play Philly and the Rangers more, and the Islanders are going to play the Rangers more, but and Tampa is going to play Florida more, you know, just what Vegas gets to play LA and Arizona more. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota is going to, and and Winnipeg's going to feast on Minnesota more. (laughs) Listen, that's what everybody wants is more Arizona in their lives. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have the battle of Alberta 12 times a year instead of six. I mean, that would be a huge selling point for them. I, I get it, but you can't, you can't do it. Now you're hurting the play. Oh God, you're doing so many things to the standings and the playoff rate. Like it's just bad. I, I understand that point. But as, as we go back and we look at, uh, you know, revenue that the, not just revenue they're trying to bring in, maybe, I know expenses they're trying to cut because you bring more of these, you know, um, geographic rivalries in the less you're going to have to, or at least, uh, you know, the less you're going to have to travel, it's not as far for the clubs. Not that they can't afford it. I know they can, but that's, you know, another selling point for this to the clubs who might want to bring in more fans to watch and travel less. But here, here's going to be my, here, here's my counter to travel. The teams with the quote unquote budget issues of travel, most of them are are in the are not in the highly concentrated north central and nor, north central northeast area. I, I mean, it's it, your southern and your west teams that are still. Even if you have you add those rivalries, they're still going to travel. Absolutely, but you don't think that this isn't going to be a selling point for every single club. They're going to look to cut money wherever they can and bring in as much revenue as they can. But some of these clubs are going to, it's going to hurt their playoff chances. 
Yeah. Put a better product on the ice. I'm not sure one more game of gate isn't worth it. Well, they're talking. It could actually be like six more games of gate. Like if your Jersey, you pick up two more home games versus the Rangers, Philly and the Islanders, for example, each. Because instead of playing them six times, you'll play them eight times. So you have one to two more, depending on the year. You, you, you could get anywhere from three to six more gate games. I mean, look, this doesn't happen unless the players sign off on it. And it, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity. Play, players don't have a stand schedule. To expand the season? It's, no, they're not exactly. talking about expanding. No, they're not talking about expanding the season, Lonnie. Oh, no. This is about replacing games. Oh, no. According to ESPN, and, uh, a source says the NHL is considering an 84-game regular season schedule. Right. But that, that's, uh, once again, it's another one of those leaks of, but that doesn't get you six. Two, two, one more home game doesn't get you six more gates. Prime gates, I should say. Right. But again, it, if they need to expand, if they are going to expand the schedule, I, I, get, I get at this point that NHL is leaking to different sources, different options well, of what yeah. the schedule could look like. But like the 84 game thing, they're not, they're not going to be able to do that. Cause I don't think the player, the players are going to sign off on it oh, because no. the players are going to need to get significantly more revenue. Well, we don't need more games. We don't need more games. No, but Lonnie, what do you think of it? it, it I mean, taking away lesser opponent, like, so does New Jersey not play Seattle every year at home and instead they get an extra game versus a rival? I don't think you can do that. I mean, I think that's, you gotta, you gotta play every team. I, I think you should have at least one. I mean, in, unless you're going to burn both your games in Finland, like Colorado and Columbus did this year. I think you should have one home, one road at least against everybody else. And I'm sorry that Jersey can't get the gate from an extra New York game. But again, for the most part, we're talking about, I mean, this favors largely the teams in the Northeast and New Jersey can't fill their building except when they're playing the Rangers. Like they're a great team. Like that's a whole other problem. Like that's the, the problem is with their fan base, not with, with Rangers fans, not coming. And, and what do you do with a team like Toronto, who they're going to sell out every game, right? Generation long waiting list. A ton of players want to play in Toronto because of connections or family or just playing in Toronto, um, in the NHL, you know, Mecca, um, you know, Montreal fans be damned on that comment. Um, <laughs> how many players are going to be pissed off if you take a Nashville or a Vegas road trip away from them? Cause let's be honest, the food likes going. I mean, like, and then on top of it, there's the whole standings issue. If you imbalance now, if you imbalance everything, it's fine. If 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 the Pacific gets more Pacific and the Central gets more Central, but there's there's not natural rivals to guarantee these extra prime gates. And then the prime gates are also a moving target. I would argue that how much did Arizona make off LA and Chicago home games and Detroit home games in those teams Stanley Cup years versus now? So forget the fact that forget that they're in a five thousand seat arena, but no, I'm talking talking back in Glendale, right? In Glendale, Detroit would fill that place. Chicago would fill that place, right? And the problem is, is that what if you know a team like you know? I mean, you're right. Playoff spots are in the balance here. Yeah, 
Because if Toronto does, like, say Toronto's on the bubble and they don't have to, they don't get a home game against Arizona, but somebody they're challenging for that wild card spot does get that second game against Arizona. That's two points where Toronto maybe gets a significantly more difficult game again. Like maybe they have Edmonton instead. Like there's a big difference between Edmonton and Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Richard I mean, shrugs. Yeah. You, you, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's an 82 game season at this point. Um, I, I know you're not going to be able to play against like with this schedule, you might not play against every single team in the league, but it's still 82 games. You got to go out there. You got to play all those games. You have to do the best you can. And I, I don't think nitpicking over, oh, you got to play Arizona three times when we only played them once in Arizona. Like uh, I get the argument for it, but I also don't really care about that argument. The only way I could buy into this is if the, the problem, I want division teams to play their divisional opponents the exact same number of times. Yes. I, I'm okay when you have a little discrepancy outside your division, right. or even outside the conference, but Arizona or like LA and Anaheim should be playing San Jose the exact same number of times. Yeah. Playing Seattle the exact same number of times. Chicago, St. Louis, and Minnesota should have the exact same number of games against each other. Especially if you're going one, if the divisions matter as much as they do for playoffs right now, because we're not going one through eight anymore. No. Right. And I think that's why I don't really like, I don't see this as a, a giant issue is if you keep that within the division, you're not changing a whole lot. But they're not guaranteeing that. They're they're not saying that New Jersey and New York are going to. They're saying that they like the Rangers and the Devils may be playing more than they play other division opponents. That that doesn't work, right? Like Boston may not play the Rangers as much as they play as much as the Rangers play. I mean, that, that's the thing to me. Like you have to keep some kind of semblance to continuity for your divisional number of games versus common opponents. Right. If divisional, if you're still doing the divisional playoff system, you have to keep that balanced. Otherwise you, you lose, you know, a lot of credibility in there. Yeah. And I said, Boston, I, I meant Carolina. I, because I was going cross division there, but you guys get my point. Right. Yes. The point is the same. And I know different teams are good each year and different teams are bad each year, but for the sake of, gate games you're you're totally you're abusing the whole idea of standings then i mean if, if gate games are the choice let, let's just pick the playoff teams based on who we can sell the most tickets to at a home game well i i don't know if it like and i i understand that not every club is going to have this but to me this seems more like you you have a rival in your geographic location it doesn't have to be a playoff team it doesn't have to be a team that's good it just has to be, you know, a team that has a history of bad blood or, you know, something that, you know, will draw fans in from the area who might not normally come for the visiting team. Um, so to, to me, I, I don't know if it's so much that you're trying to sell against good teams up in, uh, you know, the examples I gave are really good teams right now. But um, I don't know. I just I see it as more of a. um 
you know, you're trying to generate and, you know, what they've done with the playoffs, you're trying to generate that division rivalry and you're trying to expand on what's already there. I just, the problem, the, what scares me, like, I don't want them to take away every team going to every place because if you're, if you're in the West, if you're Vancouver, when Alex Ovechkin comes once a year, that's a gate game. It's not a rival, but I want to see Alex Ovechkin in person. If I live in Vancouver, I got one shot a year to do that. If you're anywhere at Western team, you have one shot a year to do that. What, what if that game gets taken away and it's only every other year that you get to see the Capitals come to town? Look, I'm a Detroit fan. I, I used my one shot this year to see Detroit come to St. Paul. I would not be happy if the schedule was such that that didn't exist every year. Yeah, if it turned into like the SEC crossover where it's like you can go 12 years without seeing a team. Right. In SEC football. No, it, 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 yeah, no. It, yeah. And, and if we're, we're going to start going unbalanced, do away with divisions, go conferences and go one through eight, and then you exactly. do whatever. Yep. Divisions mean nothing. I'd be way more okay if we got if we got rid of it, or if we doubled the number of divisions, if we went NFL style. NFL style, yeah, yep, that'd be nice. And then you then you have some rotating schedule. Like if you're really if you're gonna Uber the division, you have to make the division smaller. So basically, outside the division, I mean, I, I I would I would get away with conferences even at that point, and then you just alternate who plays who, just and, seating. Yeah. Yeah. For seating, I, I would say like conference a, you know, the, how comp the, the, how division, the Gretzky division play each other this year, next year, the, the how plays the or division in the, you know, I, that, that's oh, so I, you would do it, but you would do it randomly, not based no, on I, point totals. Correct. I, I, I would, I would hyperize hyper local, the divisions with an imbalanced schedule and I would get rid of conferences. I feel like we're stumbling into an off-season podcast here. Oh, it could be. <laughs> let's let's save that. Because <laughs> I do the same thing with baseball, but that's a whole different. Because yeah. baseball has obliterated the need for the American League and the National League. I would, I would, I would completely change baseball divisions more so than I would change hockey divisions right now. With with recent developments, but let me let me get off that soapbox and you know we're, we're getting a little hairy here and if you're a little hairy you should go to manscape.com to shave that off manscape.com slash pro hockey news to get your 20 percent discount and you could look as fine as dr lula fredo poster child for phn's manscaped absolutely you saw him in the holiday special did he was he was scaped to the t <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> Money, you never, you never jump on that, Reed. You never, you I, never I, have no, anything. No, to I add. stay away from that one. I'm not sure anybody needs to see Lou escape to the T, though. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> um, we've got a couple old guys to talk about. Um, w- one is really old. It's kind of fun. Yammer Yager, selling tickets, guys. Talk about revenue generating. <laughs> Let's bring him back. Bring him back to the NHL. He'll sell tickets. You got a couple of apples at 50 years old. <laughs> Soon to be 51. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'm trying to, you know, maybe the cosmonauts can use them. I mean, we uh, played pro, so he's not allowed to play in the bronze level, but uh, um, I, I love the, the headline. There's two headlines, both of them. Yahoo had it and TSN had it. And they both used the word forced into action. 
because illness decimated the team he owns. Forcing you, you mean he wanted to sell tickets and and he was forced at fifty to go out there and wheel around and show that he's still better than half the thirty year olds out there. <laughs> Say that at fifty years old, two assists in fifteen minutes of ice time. That was crazy. Yeah, the fifteen minutes of ice time was crazy. That's insane. Like, I mean, I'm having a little bit of you know flashbacks to Gordy Howe skating around in a Whalers uniform, but like this is probably better. Guessing he stayed in better shape than Gordy did back then. <laughs> like that's the closest comp I could come to of guys I, playing yeah. well beyond the point they should. Picturing Gordy in a Detroit Vipers IHL jersey there. So you're uh, you're, <laughs> oh, you're I channeling that too. <laughs> uh, I I mean. Why did he why did he retire so early? So early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's still uh, obviously he's still got it in I the feel tank, cheated. right? Yeah. I feel cheated. Why did, well, come on, Yager? What's what you doing? <laughs> That's uh astounding. I, I just I I can't believe how good that is. That was not a story from the onion, folks. That was no. legit. And also, European hockey is just different. Yes. When Yammer is skating out there, like, like okay, let's let's make sure we have a game. And it's also one of those, th- you know, it's a situation where you're at slightly less physical risk in part because you're, you're skating on the bigger ice. There's a little more oh, room to maneuver. Hold on, hold on. Who's hitting Yammer Yager in that game? Let's, I mean, <laughs> let's talk about who, who has, the, also, who has the cojones to right. do that. But it, I mean, there's that piece of it, but if somebody did have the cojones to hit him, it was bigger ice. There's more maneuver, you know, more space to maneuver. You don't get, uh, you don't get caught in as tight as you do uh, in NHL games often. So it makes a little more sense that he could play there. I guess, I guess. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. 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 Um, and then the other, uh, the other, the other older guy, um, and holy crud, his hair is making him age before our eyes. Um, Alice Ovechkin, just, just kicking it with the, with the long flowing gray hair. <laughs> he, uh, you know, going into last night, uh, at 800, he ran into the bus saw named Jay Gottinger, who uh, I'm going to, who, by the way, like NHL media site and all that on the, in their morning skate was, Ottinger, you know, he's one of the quickest to 100 wins in terms of goalies. Like, yep. sleep on Jake Ottinger, folks. Uh, despite, you know, saving all five of his shots, then it went into the, you know, where he is in the record book. And I was like, man, Ovi just getting all over the place. Like, they're hyping this up. But uh, Sin 800, one behind the aforementioned Howe, uh, still 94 away from Gretzky. But he, he's got 800. We got, we got three people in the 800 club now. He did yeah. it in style. So when I saw this, I, I, I obviously went to how long would it take if he's to stay healthy to get to Gretzky's 894 from 800. Um, doing a little bit of math, which is dangerous for me. Uh, calculated his goals per game in his career. He is 0.61 goals per, per game. So by the end of this season, if he keeps that pace potentially 830 goals if he plays every single game and he stays at this pace by the end of next season, 
He'll be at 880 and still shy of Gretzky. He'll have to play one more season beyond that. And I believe a handful of games to get that those you know 14 goals he would need. So the 24-25 season. 24-25. Mark it on your calendar. That's when he's going to break he's, Wayne Gretzky. He signed stuff. through 26. Right? He's under contract. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like, uh, like Leonsis didn't know what he was doing there. You don't let him. You, you sign him and you pay him whatever he wants to have him hit 900 in your uniform. Exactly. But he's got no movie. You got no movement clause, so, you know. Well, again, we mentioned earlier, he puts butts in the seats. Keep him there. People are going to come watch if he's going to ever break that record, which, you know, signs are he he will in the next few seasons. I mean, and he's been a guy. I mean, not kind of, he stayed healthy. I mean, he's he he never been career. an issue with him. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So wait, so this season he's 38, correct? 30, he's currently he's 37. Well, he's 37 right now. He's 37 right now. Right. Yeah. 38 next season. Right. 39 the season after. So he'll be just shy of 40 if he uh, if he gets that 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 record. I mean, we just talked about a 50-year-old. Exactly. I played I mean Zidane Ochara just retired. We had Chelios into the years, and I'd say, you know, those guys have played a more physical style. I mean, if they're gonna let him camp out in the plot in the power play circle. You know, he's going to get there, right? <laughs> if teams still can't figure out how to defend the Alex Ovechkin power play, the dude's got a chance <laughs> to definitely get there. Let's not get her by the time he's 40. Yeah. I mean, barring injury, a catastrophic injury, are, are we officially shifted to the when, not if conversation? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't really shown any sign of slowing down. No, I mean, when you look at... I mean, obviously, you you look at the the three pre-pandemic seasons. I mean, even in the sort of short nineteen twenty season, you had forty eight goals in sixty eight games, but he had fifty last year. He's got twenty and thirty two games this year. I mean, he just unbelievably doesn't slow down. Um, and yes, his shooting percentage this year is a you know a hair over his you know career average. But mm-hmm. even as he's gotten older, he's just more so even more efficient with the shooting. Yeah, he's at one point four percent this year, fifteen percent last year. He's he doesn't slow down. You know the it's the Russian machine never breaks. Do, do you know what slow down is for him? By the way, it's two thirty-two goal seasons. That's slowed down for him. He's had two thirty-two <laughs> and one thirty-three goal seasons. In full season. Off years, off it, years. It, right, well, the 30, one of his 32 goal seasons wasn't a full year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was. A, okay, so, so he his, said 132 his, goal season and, and, and 133. First, and his first 32 goal season, he ended up with 53 assists and averaged, still averaged better than a point a game. Well, yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he was unselfish that year, apparently. They didn't have power plays. <laughs> well, yet he led the league in shots. That year was his yeah. worst shooting percent. His yeah. only year under 10% shooting percentage. But, but think about that. 30, 32 is an off year for him. An off year. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting about him. If you look at the shots he's taken, he led the league in shots from the 05, 06 season through the 2015, 16 season and all but one of those years. It's remarkable. He's consistent. Right. Yeah. It's unbelievably consistent. 
but he hasn't led the league in shots since the 17, 18 season. And it's not as he shot less, the shooting percentage has gone up. He's just gotten more efficient as a goal. Yeah. Which as you're getting into your late thirties seems totally implausible. That's not something that realistically should be happening. And yet here it is. Exactly. It's, you know, and to, to pivot to another guy that I think we're not sleeping on them, but you know, we've got to start talking Gretzky comparisons guys. Connor McDavid is doing things that are Gretzky like in an era where you're not scoring at free will. Like Gretzky got not, not saying Gretzky, not taking anything away from Gretzky, but Connor McDavid would have 200 plus points every season back in that era. He's, he's leading in goals. He's second in assists, which usually defensemen have been just, you know, we see a lot of that, but you've got him second in assists, not defensemen, wings, sorry. Um, He's leading in points. Like the dude, 60 points already in 31 games. Those, those are Gretzky, you know, 80s hockey numbers. This is ridiculous. McDavid's worst season um, outside of his rookie year where he only, he only played 45 games and had 48 points as a rookie. Yeah. Um, oh, what was he thinking? Was 1920 when he had 97 points in the COVID shortened 64 game season. He had 97 points in 64 games. But, and then in 2021, he almost, he put up almost two points a game. But forget the points. It, it's the goal assist. Like, he's doing right. the Gretzky things where it's not just heavy on one or the other. He's doing it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gretzky's a little more heavy. I mean, again, if Gretzky had zero career goals, he would lead the NHL in points all the time. Assist, yeah. Well, assists were easier back then. Yeah, they were. Well, it's just easier because goals were easier to come yeah. by, as, as yeah. you pointed out. But yes, he, right. I mean, you're not going to have anybody put up a 200-point season again. No. Like like Gretzky did. But, I mean, if anybody's going to come close, it's, I mean, although he's slacking with the assists, he's only got 33 and 31 games. That's not going to get to 200 points. No. <laughs> <laughs> But sixty yeah. and thirty in thirty-one. That's that's not bad. Sixty points. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. We're, we're what we're watching right now, and and I don't know if people are truly digesting this. Is a thirty-seven-year-old on the brink of in 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 shot now of truly getting to Gretzky's record? It's achievable for goals, mm-hmm. and a twenty-five-year-old playing in the same town as Gretzky start of his career and early cups and all that doing things that Gretzky did in that town as a, like we have a 25 year old and 37 year old doing, you know, doing Gretzky things. So I just pulled up Gretzky's stats. You need like 12 pages on your screen for that. Don't you? No, I'm really only care. I really only care about the, the, the Edmonton years. Okay. Um, Although, Richard, Richard, were you aware that there were Edmonton years? I was aware years? there were Edmonton okay. years. Okay. Yes. Because there's video for him to watch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he had seasons uh, like 137 points in his first NHL season was his low watermark. Yeah. In Edmonton. Yeah. He then had 164, 212, 196, 205, 208, 215. 
I, I, what, what, what even is this? <laughs> this isn't real. I mean, no. there's a reason that, that Yager says he's the greatest all time point scorer because like Gretzky's, he's a robot. Like this is video. I mean, video game numbers before there was good hockey video games. Yeah. He, he was playing the league on rookie level and that's, that's kind of how he racked up all that. It also helped that you couldn't touch him if you were an opposing player. Yeah. And that and that the goalie pads were smaller and that the goalies either stood up or butterflied and they weren't as I mean, there were a lot of things that were different. And once again, not taking away from the no. great one. Wayne is is was will be amazing. But you you can't tell me Connor McDavid wouldn't be putting up those numbers back then. Oh, she for I, sure would. He absolutely yeah. would. That that Ovechkin wouldn't be scoring 20% more goals than he already has in his career with that shot that he has. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. think Grant fear was one of the top goalies back then, right? Mm-hmm. Not the most agile compared to what we see now, you know, typical, you know, butterfly type. Imagine Ovechkin's laser from the circle back then of how quick goalies would have to react. Unreal. Just the way they were coached yeah. back then. Grant Fear with a Grant Fear had a, goal, a, a career goals against average of three thirty eight and eight eighty seven save percentage. Well, he had some St. Louis years, and there it hurts you. Yeah. <laughs> he was on some bad. He he was on some bad teams post cups. Okay, but his best Edmonton year for goals against average three oh one. Well, sub three was was sub three was incredible back then. Just kind of like sub two ERA in baseball is incredible now. Whereas, you know, 30 years ago, sub two is what you had in ERA and sub like the game is like save percentage under nine ten is considered horrible in the NHL right now. Horrible. No, absolutely. But in in, uh, in the 87, 88 season, Grant Fuhrer was the Vesna winner his his only Vesna. Uh, he was runner up for the Hart Trophy. He won 40 games and had a three forty three. Goals against average and an 881 save percentage. And he was the Vesna winner that year. That is wild in the context of today's NHL. Absolutely. That is crazy. And this is why we, I think we need to start defining eras of hockey a little different. We start comparing players in historical context because 30 years ago, just 30 years ago was a completely different era than it is now. Completely different era. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the original six days, it was way easier to be good against five teams than 31 teams. Like, Howe and Makita and Hall, who were amazing back then, they only had to do it versus five teams and the same players. And I know right. they, they did it without video, but the, the, the muscle memory, the retention, all that, now, you know, you may only see a goalie once a year. Versus the same goalie every three games. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. It's I think it, it is way harder to play now and way harder to be successful now than it was 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 80 years ago in the NHL. Absolutely. Cause you know, how do you get better at something repetition? You see the yeah, same team over and over. You're going to figure them out. Darren Ping w- was uh third in the Calder voting in the 87, 88 year with a 17 and 23 record and an almost four goals against average. 
Yeah. And that got him third. Like that would get you zero votes now. It's not even the same sport in a lot of ways. No, I mean, B- Billy Smith's numbers, I believe, I, I believe in, in two of the cup years or even th- three of the cup years, he had only zero or one shutouts the entire season. For the, like, think about like, can you imagine a goalie now not having three or four shutouts as a cup winning goalie? Yeah. I mean, it's just, that would... I mean, his, his, his goals against was sat right around three in the cup in the cup years. It was three. Yeah. Save percentage below 900, three out of the four years he won the cup. It's insane. With, with yeah. the weaponry he had in front of him. But that's it. it it's right. It's he's one thing. of the hundred I mean, greatest players. Yeah. yeah. And the argument, I mean, the same argument goes for yeah. Fuhrer too. Yeah. By the way, Fuhrer finished ahead of Gretzky that year for the Hart Trophy. Huh. Because what were the other goalie GAs <laughs> that year? <laughs> uh, Tom Barrasso finished uh, sixth in Hart voting at 332 uh, and an 896 goals against average. And Sean Burke in a tie for eighth. Uh, with a Sean, Sean Burke finished tied for eighth in the Hart Trophy with, if I'm reading this correctly, a 10 and one record. In 11 games, he got eighth, tie for eighth for the MVP of the National Hockey League. <laughs> this is what we're talking about, folks. <sighs> this isn't even the same game. No, it's 35 not. years later. No, no, it's not. So I think we're on the record. It, it, it's a when, not if. Barring yes, catastrophic injury. Okay. Exactly. Uh, we also earlier, I don't know, Richard, if you have those down, we all made predictions of when we thought he'd get 800. Oh, yeah. I think he much earlier than any of us predicted. I was at least close. All, all I, I remember New Year's Eve. That was my guess was New Year's Eve. Richard, I believe you said February. <laughs> February. Yeah. <I> was <laughs> a little off on that one. <laughs> It was that hat trick that put him over, that put him at 800. That that's what threw off his whole schedule. It must See, have and if that. he and if he didn't have to go to the Blackhawks, because of, you know if they unbalanced the schedule, then he wouldn't have had it because you know that, those three easy goals, right? <laughs> I mean, might as well do it in style. I mean, you might as might as right. well. Um, yeah, why go one at a time when you could get three at once? I, I know we had talked about it uh, before. Is he going to break Howe's record? In Detroit, in two games. Yeah, no, we, we did. We we talked. We talked about it on. Yeah, we talked about how Monday the nineteenth would be great to do it. Yeah. We talked about New Year's Eve because Montreal was in town. I think I had the Ranger game, like in MSG on the big stage on the twenty seventh. So I was I was a little late. I thought you had. Jan- I thought you had in January sometime. I don't think I had on that late. No, there's nothing to prove that, it, that what there's you're saying it. is true. We'll have to go back and listen to the tapes. None of us had early. None of us had a no, none of us had first half of December. That much nope. I know. So take the under, folks. Take the under. <laughs> the under one. Um, we, we haven't even talked about teams on the ice, guys. And I'm going to mention one team on the ice. Um, I need to apologize to all our great fans in Pittsburgh. Oh. I, I thought the team was left for dead. They are not. They have a pulse. They, a pulse. Se- seven in a row, buddy. I, one's yeah. on first place. I mean, hello. You can't do that without a pulse. Of course, Yevgeny Malkin. Uh, we're recording this on Friday the 16th. Malkin did go out last night of his game. Um, they got healthy. I, I think that's what fixed the Penguins. They got healthy. It was that simple. Well, I mean, getting Latang back certainly 
helps. Uh, but they I mean, sucked before he had a stroke. It, it's they, not like, yeah, no, they it, did. It, yeah. It's the emotional boost there. I, I would say. I mean, he's one of those sort of three core, you know, him, Malkin, Crosby, like those are like the three core sort of emotional leaders of that team. Getting him back, I think, goes a long way for them. I I just I mean they're 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 there now. I mean, they are absolutely right on. I I, I didn't see this coming at all. I didn't think it was just injuries with them. I, I really thought they were broken. It, no, it kind of seemed that way. Contrary. Um, that, yeah, you didn't think they'd, you know, have a, be through, putting up a perfect December so far. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're a plus 20 in gold differential. I mean, they're, they're, they're figuring it out. They're, they, are, they are figuring it out. Yeah, I don't think uh, any of us saw that coming quite like this, though. No, no. I mean, I, I didn't know. I, I, I had them outside. I, I had no way. I thought that we knew six of the playoff teams already, and I didn't have Pittsburgh as one of the ones that I was deciding where they were coming in. Well, battle for second place coming up Sunday night. Uh, they go to the jerks. They do. They yep. do. It's uh, the, the East has gotten interesting in the last two yeah. weeks. I mean, it really has. There, there's the, you know, there's with the Rangers and Penguins on heaters. Um, it's, it's definitely made things interesting. The Red Wings are, and the Panthers not on heaters in, in the last two weeks. We've, we've definitely seen a few of the flips in the standings there. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been pretty consistent in my opinion on, um, the Red Wings, which is play better, you know, start competing, look like you could, you know, get close and then decide what you're going to do at the deadline. But They've, it's been a lot more interesting 29 game start to this season than, than any stretch yep. of the 82, the last five years. Yeah. And then big question I have in the West, um, <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks aren't dead seven out of 10. They're knocking on a playoff spot. There's trade rumors going around that entire roster. Are we, are we on the Vancouver bandwagon or, or, or is this, this just a, a blip in the schedule here? I think it's a blip in the schedule um, with Bo Horvat wanting out. Essentially his, his agent is shopping around. Um, I think that's a, a huge uh, hit to your offense right there. Um, I mean, I, I kind of chalk it up to the, the rest of the division outside of, you know, the, the top three, you know, the rest of that division isn't playing great. I mean, Edmonton six three and one in their last ten. Everyone else very well below five hundred in their last ten. But but shout out to the Canucks though, uh, as we did our you know nostalgic dive into late eighties free scoring hockey. They played a couple of eighty uh, style hockey games. They last did. Week. <laughs> they did couple of overtime wins seven six and then six five and then used up all their goals and got shut out at minnesota but listen, <laughs> or at home to, i'm sorry at home to minnesota yeah. yeah you know listen it's uh some of it is you know maybe it's a quirk of the schedule i mean they're you know lost to florida um but you know lost to minnesota those aren't great home losses but you, know, you can only beat what's in front of you so It'd be nice to it'd be nice to see him keep it interesting, but the you know the Horvat trade uh, requests definitely you know when your top 
top guy wants out, that's definitely uh, going to be a, a bit of a downer. Yeah, that'll do it for you. That'll do it for you. Any other topics on your brain, guys? Or are we going to everybody's favorite part of the show? Let's no, give the people what they want. ChicagoWolfStore.com. You can get some great gear. And they're also sponsoring our picks this week, Richard. They sure are. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we need to go over last time we met. Um, you know, Lonnie had a few wins. Adam had a few wins. I was there. Uh, let's go into our picks this. Okay. Uh, Adam won last week, four and one. Again. Uh, only one he did not get correct was the Tampa Bay Toronto game. Uh, and, and honestly, Lonnie, that he was the only one to correctly pick that game. Uh, Lonnie went three and two missing out on the Ottawa San Jose game and the um, Calgary Washington game or sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got that right. Calgary Washington. Yep. Um, I, uh, did not fare as well, uh, one in four, uh, the only one I got right was Boston. That was a unanimous decision across the board, uh, putting our season totals, Adam leading Lonnie by a game 14 and six to Lonnie's 13 and seven. I have flipped Lonnie's record. I am seven and 13. I have dug a deep hole this season. Let's see if I can work my way out. First game. Dallas at Carolina. Lonnie, I'm going to start with you. Oh, um, I'm going to take Dallas. All right, Adam. Richard, can I ask you, how are you doing in the second line? Because um, Jacob's spreadsheet is very confusing, by the way. It, it is very, very what? confusing. I'm doing about as well as I am here. Okay, um, right, so you're just having a bad year. I'm consistency. Just, it, it's It's consistency. Uh, yeah. No, I'm seven and eight. That's not good either. Without, yeah, yeah, about five hundred. Okay. Uh, jerks, going with the jerks. All right, let's go to our game number two: the New York Rangers at the Philadelphia Flyers. Adam, who you got? I, I mean, Rangers. Philly is so bad. Honestly, there was it was really hard trying to find. It's a bad. It's a bad yeah, it's Saturday a really, of hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of. Sort not of, saying yeah. you shouldn't watch because, you know, any hockey is good hockey. Lonnie, who you got? Blue shirts. All right. I will make that unanimous. And if I didn't put it on the record before, I am going with Dallas in the first game as well. I got sidetracked by my mediocre performance on the second line. Game number three <laughs> Florida at New Jersey. Lonnie, who you got? Devils. All right, Adam. I, I'm going to go Florida. Jer- Jersey's still struggling at home a bit. I, I know, like, they're above 500, but they're they're still playing better on the road and, and in a quiet building because I don't see many fans there um, coming from Florida, like we talked about earlier. I'm, I'm going to go Florida. Okay. All right. Ga- uh, I'm going New Jersey. Um, I just... I. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Florida this year. All right. Game number four, Toronto at Washington. Adam, who you got? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with, you know, Washington's starting to figure it out. I'm, I don't know if they're, if this is the, the Ovechkin high, you know, if that kicked in for 800, but you know, they, they've looked better and more as a team recently. So I'm going to go with them at home. Even in their loss to Dallas. Yeah. yeah well, I, 
Dude, hundred. We're gonna have to talk about him in, in the near future on a podcast because th- I think he's the real thing. Okay. Cool. All right, Lonnie. Lonnie doesn't uh, like this game. I think Ovi scores. Toronto wins. You don't okay. like this game for the pick'em, do you, Lonnie? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could say the body language. You know, it, it, it's it's weird. You look at the standings, and it's like they're not particularly close. I really, do, I agree with you though. And I really like how Washington's been playing lately. The, the, really, the, they they to, they're picking it up a bit. That eye test theory, right? Like you're starting yep. to see different style of like they're they're playing like Washington. Yep. Yeah, they're so. starting to put it together, but I'm still taking Toronto. Okay. I, didn't li- I don't. I don't like your la- your your late game choice, Richard. I, I would have gone with a different I, one. But I, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm about to bring that up here. Um, the the last game I have picked for Saturday uh, that happens to be, of course, a team I throw in here a lot: the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> and their their matchup against the Nashville Predators. I am willing to flex this game, uh, and there's one I'm I'm kind of thinking about because we were just talking about them earlier. How would you think about flexing this to the Winnipeg at Vancouver game? Oh, not the one I was looking at, but you're looking at, you, at, you were looking at Vegas Island. Yeah, I was. I think that's oh, the juicy game. Is that the, the one you want? I'll yeah. flex. I'll flex. I plan to watch that game. I'm not sold on the, the Colorado Washington or Colorado Nashville game. So but I, I, do, that I do. I really do enjoy this bi-weekly thing where Adam bullies Richard into changing one of the games. Uh, never I was, told. I was going to change it anyway, but, um, Lonnie, you now have no say in this. We're going to go with the <laughs> Islanders at Vegas. That's the one I suggested. <laughs> I literally just said that. Oh, Adam, who you got? I'm going the Islanders. I think they're going to go on the road and on a Saturday night in Vegas and party down. I think that's exactly why they're not going to win. So okay. I'm going with, with Vegas. Lonnie, who you got? I'm going with the Islanders also. All right, going with the Islanders in the Adam Minnick Flex Game of the Week. All right. <laughs> How Listen- much does he pay for that sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at PHN Podcast. And if you want to share your uh, your picks with us, you can use the hashtag PHN Picks. There you go. Parting shots. Lonnie made me taunt mine early. So I got now I got to come up with another one. I was gonna you didn't on, have to. I was going to rip on the folks in Sunrise. Or did my parting shot. But Richard. Uh, I, I have one locked and ready to go. Um, unlock it, buddy. Unlock I, it. I'm going to unlock it. Uh, social media platforms with your vertical format of video. Please, please stop showing highlights of hockey. The pan and scan when I see it in my feed is just messing with my brain seeing the scoreboard go in and out of the shot. Let's just, just stop. We watch it on a horizontal format. Let's keep it at a horizontal format. I don't care if it's, you know, 20 times too small. If you're going to show the highlight, show the highlight properly. Don't do this pan and scan crap. And that's my parting shot. Lenny, before you go, um, that, that parting shot was brought to you by, um, well, actually, like six people understood half those words that you talked about with some of the language that you used. Oh, did did you miss out on pan and scan? There, 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 there were a few things in there. A couple listeners were like, oh, huh? Who? Hor-? Yeah, I got the horizontal versus vertical. Uh, what's he talking about? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you don't, you don't know language. that term. 
I do know that term. Do you think all the listeners do? You know what? Let them figure it out for themselves. <laughs> I don't know the term. I was using context clues, and I think I <laughs> might understand it, but I'm not really sure. Okay. If you want a quick history lesson of this, it comes from when you squeeze a uh, a widescreen format into like a four by three. So like your traditional TVs before the, the turn of the millennium. Um, and you would, you know, when use, you and I were growing up, Lonnie, the normal right. four yeah, by you know, three childhood. When they I, hey, you know what? I, I, four by three, I didn't know if you knew that aspect ratio. So I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it down a little bit for you. Um, you used to have to act physically, you know, move the frame to show where the action is. Otherwise it would be off frame. So that's exactly what they're doing with this vertical format. And Instead by frame, 16... he means the viewing area people are looking at. Exactly. Yes. You know, the, the <laughs> he's, square. He's, Lonnie, he's even dumbing it down and he's not dumbing it down. Yep. <laughs> so what he's talking about is the rectangle versus the square. And we watch in rectangle, but sometimes they're still showing it in square and it's annoying him. No, it's not, they're not okay. showing it in square. They're showing it in vertical rectangle. Vertical rectangle instead of, you know, horizontal rectangle. Horizontal rectangle. And it bugs So him. you have to move what yeah. would have been on the regular rectangle to fit it within the very so, narrow space. So are you, are you the guy with the smartphone that always horizontal picture never used for vertical picture? I, I will intentionally shoot in a vertical picture. If I feel it's necessary, if I'm shooting video, always horizontal. I know. I, you know, landscape versus portrait. You, you, you can do that with, with photo much easier video landscape. Easy. Absolutely. But aren't the TikTokers a vertical group? I, I'm not TikTok, part of that community. TikTok and Instagram are both, you know, Instagram reels are both uh, vertical. Okay. These young people in their TikToks, I, I don't understand them. <laughs> We've spent way too much time on that rant. Yeah, no, yeah, move on. We're going to pan and scan Delani's rant. <laughs> so... I, <laughs> I you know got to take you know got to go to the, the Red Wings Wild game with my uh, my brother who lives here in, in the Twin Cities with me. Our father flew in for the for the day to go to the game. And we took my my thirteen year old to her first uh, first Red Wing game experience. And as part of it, she got the full Ryan Reeves experience. Uh, Minnesota Wild Ryan Reeves and favorite of the PHN podcast, um, crushing hit that knocked uh, Philip Aronik out of the game. Uh, fight with Ben Sherratt. And then missed an empty net goal opportunity. Shot it right into the side of the nets on a break down the left wing. It was really the full Ryan Reeves experience and got to explain that to my child, which was both fun and hilarious and frustrating. As you know, <laughs> the, the a very injured Red Wings team got knocked down uh, to five defensemen like three minutes into the game. But we got the full Reeves. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you trying to bait me? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Legend. I mean, is he gonna get a video when he leaves? He deserves one. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have a rant. I, I really don't. It, it's. It, it was about the Florida fan, and I mean, I had a rant off air of the the amount of money hitting, leaving my bank account this week with with contractor pay and 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 braces and tires and holiday shopping 
But on the other hand, you have a deck again. I have the deck. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got to enjoy it. See it this morning when I, when I came home last night after dark started. Like, yes. Yes. I have a deck back, which by the way, um, now, now we have room for more furniture that needs to be placed on it. <laughs> Cause you know, it's bigger than just the table and chairs we had out there. The joys of home ownership. Yep. Or something. Not just <laughs> home ownership. It's, it's those that you cohabitate with that have needs. Not wants. Not wants. Needs. Needs. Yeah. Needs. Good times. It's a good Isn't thing it? you understand these needs. No. It's a good thing. Oh, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't understand that. Well, I you, never you, will. Oh, sorry. But <laughs> it, it, that has no bearing. My understanding has no bearing of what happens. Sorry. Understanding was the, the wrong term. Um, Acceptance? Recognizing. Nope. Don't even recognize. Nope. I just accept. You, you recognize that there are needs. No, I don't think they're needed. I just accept that they think I accept their thoughts. I'm trying to help you out here, but I, I, uh, you know, you're beyond help. Ouch. Yeah. It's hurtful. (laughs) Should should I make it up to to you? We're going to have to end the show now because I I have to go cry. Okay. (laughs) Can, Can I get you anything from LDE? Make it up. They make nice bracelets. LDE Finley Jewelry does make nice bracelets. Richard on the Segway board. Lonnie, you're, you, you, you've got to catch up. I'm not the professional broadcaster that you two are. Like, I'm just, you know, just the guy who but knows. You're the most recent award-winning journalist on this right? fine extravaganza. Am I? I can't speak for Richard. I don't know what his uh, award tally is. Well, I don't have any uh, individual awards, but yeah. So take that. Yeah, but all my, all my awards are for written work. Nobody gives me awards for when you can enter your podcast in some of these competitions, right? Enter this one. You've got like seven different podcasts that you're a part of. At least it's too many. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear me anymore. I would say you're the most professional broadcaster now in this group. Oh God. Don't say that. In terms of volume, (laughs) who broadcasts more than you? My kids, my kids do think I am loud. So that has nothing to do with quantity. Volume. You said volume. Yeah. As in quantity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what he meant, Richard. Thank you, <laughs> Richard's. A, more I'm trying things to help you out. <laughs> this this has been Richard explaining to Lonnie Day. <laughs> words, words. words. The, the guy that writes words is having trouble with words, Richard. Very much so. It's the end of a very long week. <laughs> yeah, he's his his volume for pan and scan has been real tough today. Yeah. No. <laughs> Richard Godet and Lonnie Goldsmith. This is Adam Bennett. I want to thank our friends at mysportschair.com for being the presenting sponsor of this edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>